Welcome to the England Rugby Pod. Thanks for downloading episode 89. It's the third and final test in South Africa. Optimism is high, expectation even higher. Is this last chance saloon time? You're listening to the England Rugby Pod, the rugby podcast that believes England will win the World Cup in 2019. Hey guys, welcome back. Um, it's obviously uh, game day three. It's the third test. Uh, obviously, England looking to get something out of this tour. Um, lots to talk about today, and I'm joined, of course, by Dan. Hi, mate. Morning, mate. You okay? Uh, yeah, I'm good. Um, yeah, we've got quite a bit to to get through today. Um, yeah, there's a few, there's a few bits I'd uh, looking to looking to bring up myself, actually. Yeah. Uh, so I just want to start, um, we've had a couple of other uh, people get in touch with us on Twitter, so I just wanted to start with those. Um, first up, we've got, uh, so so uh, a reply to, I think, our last episode um, from Wesley Tonks on Twitter. He says, guys, a couple of points. We assume that they love their job. Obviously, we made a big song and dance about the fact that, um, you know, the players love doing what they do and it's it's their job and therefore they should suck it up and get on with it and, and you know conduct themselves a certain way. But he says, yeah, guys, a couple of points. We assume they love their job. They started out playing rugby and loving the game, but it's now their means to paying the bills. Yes, they have a responsibility a responsibility to conduct themselves in a good manner off the pitch, but so do the supporters. Thanks for, for the pods. I really enjoy. Um, so okay. I think that's a fair point. Um, it's quite interesting because I know uh, Hugo Monia before I've heard him say that he knows quite, or he knew of professionals who didn't like rugby. Really? Yeah, I, but I think it was. I think it's exactly as uh, what Wesley said. I think they used to obviously loved it, and then got to a point where perhaps they'd fallen out of love with the game. But, but I say it was their life. Like, yeah, if you fall out of love with the game, you're not going to get the best out of the player, though, are you? So maybe that's the time to say, you know, career change. Um, maybe if they're getting paid a couple of hundred grand a year to yeah. do that. I don't know. I'm I mean, I, yeah. So I guess I mean his opinion is is kind of in the same the same boat as yours. Um, I personally, I just feel that um, whilst I get what he's saying, you know, at the end of the day, it is a job. You know, if you're, I don't know, a customer service rep, for example, you know, you, you inevitably you're going to get abuse. I know that I've given plenty of it. Uh, I'm sure you have too. And you know, these guys take it, um, and. It's part of the job, if you like. Um, yeah, I'm not excusing yeah. it, but I'm kind of saying, look, the, the fans, the supporters, don't really have. They not, don't have the same obligation. No, they don't. They're not. They're not. I mean, yes, it would be nice if if the fans stuck behind their their teams at all times. And so, I'm not for one for one second suggesting that screaming abuse at the players is the right thing to do. But you know, it's part of the game. These things do happen, um, and as long as it's not personal and abusive. I think the players have a responsibility because it's a job, regardless of whether they love it or not, um, to to take that. And, you know, all they needed to do on that, this occasion, and we won't dwell on it for too long, but all they needed to do was ignore the guy, carry on into the changing rooms. I, I, I think so. But, Wesley, thanks a lot for that. It's, it's a good point. It definitely is. And it's, uh, I, I mean, everyone's going to have a slightly different view on it. Yeah. Um, so the second the second thing actually uh, was an email um, sent to us. This is from Joe Reed, and he says, "Hi, I'm a new listener, uh, but I just wanted to ask your opinions on a few things related to the last podcast. Obviously, you discussed the third test team and what you would have liked to have seen. I had a very similar line of thought. Uh, would have liked to have seen Spencer starting, Robson on the bench, and Lazowski getting involved as well. Um, as I'm 
Not sure Henry Slade has cut it, um, but what's your opinion on trying a Saracens lineup at 9, 10, and 12 with Spencer, Farrell, and Lazowski? I'm very excited to see Cipriani starting, but do you think that if Farrell can still get a rest at some point, the combination might be worth a look? Thanks, Joe. Uh, so, so, Joe, this is quite an interesting one because thanks for the email, Joe. This is quite an interesting one because I know you and me have spoke about this before and saying, can those combinations help? My my only slight issue with it at the moment is firstly, England don't play like Saracens. Saracens are so on the front foot yeah. because they just dominate so much up front. But I, th- I think you'll find it won't have the same impact. And the other thing from my, my own point of view, clearly is I think if you've got the quality of Danny Cipriani and Owen Farrell and they can play together, I think you use that. Uh, and Lazowski, he's a great player. Lazowski, Lazowski, I, I don't I was yeah. getting it wrong. But um, he's he's a great player. But in my in my humble opinion, I think ten uh, twelve Cipriani Farrell or even Ford Farrell is a better option. Well, I suppose there's the thing, um, isn't it? You, you talk about Saracens playing on the front foot, and that's why they're able to play you know a midfield like that. And we we know we've seen it time and time again. If England find themselves in that position, George Ford is brilliant as well. So. There's probably yeah. two, you know, we're going to see obviously how separate Cipriani gets on today and we've got our fingers crossed, but he's certainly proved himself in the premiership. Um, but yeah, there's, there's there's two guys. And that's not to say that Owen Farrell can't do the job at, at uh, 10, because obviously we know he can. Um, and there's a lot of questions about whether or not he should be being looked at as the 10. Is that his preferred position? Uh, that debate will no doubt rage on. Um, yeah. But uh, but yeah, it's an, it's an interesting one. I Personally... I would like to see it. Um, I, I'm starting to feel like we're running out of time to try different combinations. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, you look at the All Blacks, and I think one of the things that I quite like about them is that not only do they have, you know, massive strength in depth in terms of the ability to bring people in and it not really have an impact on, on the game plan, not really have an impact on results and things, um, but you also get the feeling that there are multiple combinations that would work too. Um so part of me thinks it wouldn't be the worst thing to have a few different combinations that we know work rather than yeah. rather than having situations where through injury or through needing to rest players, particularly in like a World Cup, you know, it's a long time. Um, you're not going to be able to put out the same 23 week in, week out f- for the entire campaign. You're going to need to mix it up at times um, and no doubt there will be injuries. So to have combinations that you that you know work, you know, if... Cipriani is your man, but for some reason he's not available, whether that be, as I say, through choice or, or through injury, to be able to say, OK, but actually we know that, you know, Farrell at 10 works or we know that bringing Ford back in works. Or we, So, yeah, part of me part of me would say, yes, I'd like to see that, but possibly I would have liked to have already seen it. <laughs> yeah, mate, I agree with you. I, I think Joe's brought up a really good point, actually, because like you say, the combinations and it, it, it is a good thing and, and you see it. Even, uh, I don't think they're the same team, but you've got like Hooper and Pocock for Australia because um, they've played together so much. And when people get that comfortable together, it does make a noticeable difference. So I think it's a really good point. But yeah. I mean, but on the flip side, um, you know, and you and I spoke about this uh, over the last few days, sometimes putting people together simply because they're performing at club level isn't the answer. I mean, you, you just have to look at Argentina. Um, who are mm. you know the the, the Jaguares or whatever they <laughs> however you say their the, the name correctly? Jaguars, good. Yeah, 
Um, you know, th- it's the same side. Um, and week in, week out, they, yeah, they're not dominating by any stretch, but you know, they 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 put up a good fight and they and they um, they do well in 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 league rugby, in domestic rugby. But they put on their Argentina shirt and suddenly they're struggling, and they, you know, they have looked awful this summer. Um, oh, they really have. And so there's that question, and, and I think it has been raised in the past, but there's that question of, you know, when you when you bring an international side together, you're you're bringing out the best of everyone in the league, you know, from from each of the teams in the league to kind of create the, this uber team. If you constantly pair people up who play week in week out together, are you missing a trick in terms of not being able to bring something extra out of those players? Because I, it's probably a bad example because obviously we're talking about small combinations. No, I, do, you, do you know what I mean? Mate, I get exactly what you're saying and I agree. And also what we've got to bear in mind is England are not going to play the same. England don't play the same game as the Saracens or any other premiership club. So you lose a bit with that anyway. Um, but it is e- equally, there is a point where like I, I completely get what Joe's saying, and I've said it before, and I've said it earlier in the week. I wanted Robson to start because him and Cipriani at nine ten, because of the Wasp combination. Um, you know that there is that level of comfort, but no, f- thanks, Joe. That's a, that's a, that's a good one, and it's certainly something. I'm, I'm with you, Andy. It's something I want to see, but I'd like to have seen already. Yeah, to so know. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, so then, finally. Um... So this is an interesting one. So we obviously, uh, we we obviously in I don't think it was the last episode. It was was it two episodes ago? Maybe, I can't remember. But we we had a bit of a rant uh, about one of our listeners uh, and a review that he'd given us. Um, so two things here. One, um, he's one he's been back in touch. Uh, so we joked about the fact that he'd still be listening. Clearly, he, he was still listening. Clearly, he is still listening. He's clearly one of our. Uh, one of you our love us, Wade. prime you listeners, love Wade us. Ackford. Um, uh, yeah, so he so he obviously listened and he's come back to us again. He's he's written a pretty a pretty long uh, response to to our comments. Uh, I'm not going to read it out because it will take forever. But uh, head over to iTunes uh, to the review section and you can see what he had to say about us. Um, it's still a one star, um, but yeah, uh, Wade, don't I, that, I feel like there's a glimmer. Uh, I feel like, you know, he's clearly still going to be listening. I feel like there's a glimmer of chance that we might be able to turn him around. Let's see if we can't turn that one into a two and then take things from there. Um, but, yeah, I think, first off, I, I want to we want to apologise for getting a bit personal. Uh, it's not... Oh, I'm, oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. I don't want to apologise. I think I was hilarious. Mm. But it wasn't meant personally at all. It, it was it was like bantery. I, I certainly wasn't trying to attack, but I don't, I don't even know who it is. So, but yeah, wait. Sorry, if if it came across personal, we do apologise. It wasn't at all meant like that. It was more bants, <laughs> bants. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's it's not what we're about. So so you know, we'll put our hands up. We apologise uh, if it did get a bit personal. It. Uh, we were we were frustrated, um, but uh, we, we had a huge amount. Little bitches. Yeah, we've had a huge response from people saying uh, saying that we shouldn't we shouldn't get too uh, too bothered by negative reviews. Wade himself said claims that it was um, constructive criticism. Although to be fair, Wade, you said a couple of clowns who don't know what the fuck they're talking about. So I'm not sure what we're supposed to do with that. I'm not sure where, where we're supposed to go in terms of <laughs> constructive criticism. But um, you know, we didn't take it personally. No, we did, but we're we're we're, we're rescinding our feelings. And actually, what what we want to say to you is because, to be fair, you, you've 
you've put together in this review quite a a detailed sort of explanation for why you feel the way that you do and and we've we actually disagree with you um yeah quite wholeheartedly um but you know everyone's entitled to their opinions uh, so we'd actually like to put it out there to you that uh, we'd have you on the pod if you're uh, interested and you can come in and discuss it with us uh, in person um, and see if we can't change your mind. So drop us an email because one thing that I think is worth saying is sort of, you know, despite Ben's last time, what he's put together, it clearly shows him that does know he's rugby. And I know there's people out there, probably a lot of our listeners would agree with some of his points. You know, they're not ridiculous points. It's just we personally don't agree with them. We don't think it's way. So, yeah, wait, if you're there, let's let's chat it out. Because, like I say, I mean, I, I think your points are definitely valid. You know, I don't look at them and think, what the hell? But I, Andy and I, or... or apart, certainly... apart from the one about the clowns, you don't know what we're talking about. Because, obviously, we know oh, well, exactly we're... what we're talking about. We are clowns, though. But... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh... He's half right. But it's... Um... But but yeah no it'd be it'd be interesting to check it out because like I say I think there's some good points you made it's just Andy and I happen to actually really dis- disagree not because they have ridiculous points just because you know that's our thought process yeah I mean well look one of them um, and this is probably a, a part of a wider conversation that we wanted to have anyway because obviously there's been a lot of chat about uh, Eddie Jones and his future um, and and Wade is one of those guys that's calling for Eddie Jones's head um, and I I feel quite strongly about this. For, for two reasons. One, I mean, we discussed this in the last episode, you know, Eddie is obviously proven in the past, um, not just uh, not just with England, you know, globally, with multiple teams, but, but probably more importantly with England. Um, and also, you know, look at it from a slightly different angle and say, OK, well, so we, we've had five losses on, a trot, on, the, on the trot. If we were to lose today and, everyone, and, and that meant Eddie needed to go, that means we bring in a new coach for the Autumn Internationals. Um, if the England players are capable of turning things around just because someone new comes in, and I know that's a slightly weird one to say after what happened when Eddie came in, but if, they, if they're capable of turning things around, then I feel like they're not doing enough now. I think more likely they wouldn't turn things around if that was the case, and therefore you know, you, you're potentially bringing in a new person just before a World Cup who might go in with a, with a whole load of losses under their belt. You know, then we hit the Six Nations. If we have another bad Six Nations, what do you do then? Say we're going to get rid of him again because he's had six losses. And then you're in a situation where you're bringing in a new coach, you know, literally for the start of the World Cup competition. I, I think you have to kind of say, you know, we're committed. It's so close now. Whatever happens, we're committed. And, and to be fair, the RFU are saying that at the moment. Um, yeah. But that's how we, you know, we also think that's the right call. Because, well, I- you know, the guy that can that can help, that can aid the England players to being unbeaten in, in a 12-month period with a record-winning win streak, clearly knows what he's doing. Um, yeah. But I think there are, there are wider issues that, that probably need discussing in a separate episode. We probably need to dedicate an episode to this. Um, do, do you know what? We really do, mate, because it's so hard as well and not knowing the sort of internals of the camp, but what we've been hearing this week's good. And look, the brutal reality, we don't care about Eddie James. We care about England rugby. Yeah. But we we believe that England rugby would be harmed more for Eddie James leaving now. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not saying I 100% agree with everything he's doing and I'm not saying he's perfect, but 
he is proven. He clearly knows his stuff. And, and, and as, as think... you said, we, there's a lot of senior players in the England setup, and these are guys yeah. who will, who will. So you know, it's not they're not gonna they're not gonna just just sort of fade away because they don't like the way he's doing things. They're gonna say something. And in, in this day and age, if that if that happened, we would know about it because of the way that the media is and social media and everything else. So I don't think that is the case. Um, I, obviously, we don't have the answers. We're going to see what happens, you know, and, and, and seeing what happens starts today. You know, and it will always yeah. be a case of it starts today when you're coming off the back of a loss. Um, Mate, but, you know, do you think we'll be singing from the same hymn sheet if it's a te- another terrible performance today and we get destroyed? I mean, that's I, who knows? That's yeah, exactly. We'll have to wait and see. I, I mean, look, that, that's probably a good place to to switch to today's game because there's a few things that I think are going to impact today's game. You know, from an England point of view, it's it's still a key game. You know, yes, it's a bit of a dead rubber and, and the tour. I think it's a massive game. The tours, the you know, the, the, kind of the tours over uh, in terms of you know the Test series and what have you. But you know, England obviously with a huge amount to prove. South Africa, on the other hand. Yeah, they'd like to get a you know a three nil whitewash, um, but you know you only got to look at the the lineup to see that they they don't need to win to be happy with their you know with their with their summer it's not a summer tour is it but the, you know their hosting of a summer tour because you know they've already got the test series locked up um, and they're building for the World Cup under new management so they've made quite a few changes. Um, yeah. I mean, one particularly notable one, obviously, is uh, Shulk Britz is coming on the replacements bench. That guy's such a legend. Um, He's such it does, a legend. It worries me a little bit on. that it, every one of these games, there's been some big thing, you know, whether it was the first game under new management and a new captain, the first black man to captain in South Africa, uh, whether it was in game two, the beast in his 100th cap, and now Shulk Britz coming out of retirement to, to represent his country one last time. I, I feel, you know, you sometimes look at these games... Um, where there's something extra to play for, and you think, oh, you know, a bit like when um, Ireland beat New Zealand a couple of years ago and broke their win streak, and you think, yeah, they just had that extra edge because of this this unrelated thing or this semi. I haven't thought, uh, yeah, and it's like I haven't thought about that. South Africa have had one of those in every game. Oh, slightly, 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 slightly worrying. I mean, they're surely going to run out of those soon, but uh, let's hope that. Uh, that the the buck stops here, um, but yeah, it makes it's, me think it's that still that, a good South African team. It has, it has absolutely. I mean, look, you have got big big names like Willie Larue stepping aside. Yeah, Jesus, that's you, that's. You know, a, I'm, I'm surprised by that one. I'm actually, that's a massive one because you know he was he was fundamental in in both the South African wins. So you know they, they're well, obviously trying trying things out. Uh, I'm just checking now. He's not. I mean, he's not. Even, uh, no, he's, he's on the bench. So, he's on the bench. Yeah. yeah. So they have the option to bring him on if things are not going quite to plan. They've obviously they're replacing Pollard. He's also on the bench. Yeah, he's he's a big loss as well. I think he's played well. But they like let me say they have the luxury. Yeah, absolutely. To really try out. And England and England can't look in too much into that. Yeah, you know, they need to say okay. Um, obviously, you know they're, they're going to have a game plan. They need to go and execute it. And and the discipline. There's probably no point in spending too much time on that because it's clear to everyone that that is a major problem. Um, so that needs to be got right today. Um, but they also need to go out and, you know, if they get one of their starts, like they've had the last two games, and there's no reason why they shouldn't, they need to really take advantage of it. Uh, particularly with with a, with a slightly weaker 
starting 15 from South Africa because they've got the, the quality on the bench to bring back on if, if things are not going to plan. And England need to make sure that when that happens, you know, one, they're backing themselves anyway, but two, they've given themselves enough of a cushion. And it's kind of that points building that we that we talked about. Yeah, you know, game management. Yeah. Obviously, build points with the boot. But if you can score four or five tries in the first 20 minutes, that's pretty a pretty good cushion too. Um you know, what, despite what happened in the first test, I, I'm going to I'm going to be worried if we do that because we we take a good lead and we seem far away. I'll be worried if we score two many tries early. And don't we still hope we do? But it's look, it's a, one of the things also that is worth mentioning. And you know, it's different times you can't compare. But look at England's history in South Africa. We very rarely win a match in South Africa. Yeah. This is not this, and this sounds like I'm making excuses for it. But South I told Africa, you before that you're allowed to make we, part of our part of our job doing this is to make excuses. Yeah, South Africa is a tough place to go and win, and this is where I hope a difference. Of the last two matches have been at altitude, and I don't care what anyone says. That makes a difference. We can't. We don't have that this week. So, you know, hopefully, I'll just be a bit more bounced to the boys. Marrow will be whooping. Jay Launchley will be looking for his arms that he's lost control of. And it's, it's going to be a very different game because also the, the conditions are very different. There's not just the altitude part of them, but you know they're expecting it to be wet and windy, um, which maybe plays a little bit into our hands in terms of what we're used to, despite what this summer's yeah. been like. Um, but it does mean that it's that, that it's unlikely to be quite, quite such a high-scoring game, and, and it'll you know it, all the more reason to take your opportunities when they're presented. Yeah. Yeah. And today, I I don't really know what to expect today. I really don't. I, I hope there is a massive backlash from the England lad. I really hope they come out and they really, you know, they really show how much they want it. Yeah. And, and I think that it's clarified as well. It's not about covering up the cracks. You know, if England come out and put in a, a you know, a, a great performance, um, you know, what I don't want to then see is, oh, it's all fine. Everything's back on track, um, you know, because that won't be the case. What it will what it will tell us, I mean, a, lot was, a lot's going to depend on on that, you know, the specifics of that performance. You know, if they come out and they do what they've been doing, but without the, discipline, the disciplinary issues um, and without the silly mistakes, that will be very interesting because that would be, you'd almost be able to look at that and say, well, look, that is actually the same England that's played in the last two test matches without the errors and if that's good if that's great then I think we all get to say well you know Eddie Jones was right actually things are not as bad as they seemed if they come out obviously and they're completely different a completely new side reinvented themselves great in terms of getting a a result but you you then think well hang on where's this been um yeah it's not a. It's, it's kind of a good a good problem to have if that if that is the case. But uh, yeah. yeah, I I am I'm not gonna I'm not gonna worry about that. For, for in my head, we we now we need to win. We, I think it's because it's so long till the next game. I think it's so important that if we can get a win today, just get the camp that bit more buoyant, that bit sort of more positive. Because otherwise, if it's another loss, which will be the sixth test, seventh match in a row. Going, you're going into the autumn in not a great headspace, yeah. and I do think that's a big thing. It, it is. Um, it, it's a massive thing, but I, but also I, I think that you know, in this day and age, and with all of the information, you know, at the fingertips of the teams and the management staff and everyone else, 
if they go out there and put in a shit performance and scrape a win, I'm not sure that that does a huge amount in terms um, of putting them in a better place going forward. I, I, I think I think the win is huge. I really do. I, I see what you mean. I do see what you mean. But I do think the win is huge. Um, so, so do you think? Do you think? Okay, question for you then. If England put in a, a, a you know a great performance, but South Africa have the game of their lives and and nab it, is that would a would a poor performance win for England be more valuable than that? I think so. Really? Um, as much anything, in in a couple of months' time, unless it's something extraordinary, people tend to forget or have forgotten how the match went. People tend to remember the score, like yeah, no, we, I mean we do, and and yes, as supporters. But I'm thinking more in terms of building for a World Cup. I don't know. I just I think that the performance is the, is key today, and and obviously a win is part of that. But also, I I genuinely believe that if they do do put in a good performance, that then the win will come with it. Um, you know, there's no question yeah, in my mind that they could do it. But I I yeah. just think there's more value to be had from England coming away, going. Do you know what? We played some of the best rugby we've played, and we did it for 80 minutes, and we didn't make silly mistakes. Unfortunately, we came up against, and I and I can't see it given the changes they've made. But if they, you know, if they were then saying, unfortunately, we came up against a South African side that just everything went for them, you know, went went, went the right, you know, went right for them. Um, I think there's more value in that than if England play badly, but you know, get to say, well, yeah, but we've broken our our losing streak. So, so I, I I completely get where you're coming from, and in theory, I, I can see where you're coming from. What I'm thinking, though, is, like I said, in a couple of months, people will have forgotten, and the England players, all they'll be getting, and from the press and things, is England have lost six in a row, England have done this. It, I just think it's very negative, whereas I think the positivity of a win, I yeah. think overall, that's going to help. And then once we've got the win, it can be like, right, because our next match after this is South Africa as well. And then our, like for our next match, we'll be like, well, right, it, now. yeah, no, no, true. So then we can effectively level the the playing field by two all if if we were to win here today and then and then uh, and then win the next one against them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, no, that's true. Uh, well, look, let's just let's just agree to say that England are going to put I'm in right, a massive cool. performance and win. That that would that would make life easier, wouldn't it? For for a combined points difference that's higher, so actually, although we'll only have one win out of two, out of three, we'll actually have a, a more points. That's what I want to see. Uh, that would be okay, but <laughs> I, I mean, look, what, why not? Sips, Sips is back from from a ten year hiatus. He's going to do. Yeah, bloody he, He's he's going to going to going to mix things up a little bit. I mean, the South Africans. I mean, you say you say whatever, don't you? But um, they're already saying that. They're they're worried about him. Um, well, they should be. He's a, he's an awesome player. Yeah, yeah. But that, you know, and they're sort of saying that they're they're concerned about his ability to to work outside the box. You know, he's not. It's not easy to target him based on the game plan that you think you know he's got because he's experienced enough to make up his game plan to a degree on the fly, um, which is exactly what you want from your fly half. Oh dear God. <laughs> Isn't isn't that normally my? It is. My it job? is. I, I apologise. Yeah, I should probably leave that yeah. to you. And um, um, so, but is that also? And let's not go into this too much. But is that also a worry that beforehand, like with George Ford and things, they weren't worried and they thought they knew exactly what our game plan was, and it seems they probably did. But is that not a bit of a worry? 
Yeah, maybe. I mean, look, we've sort we it, this this whole tour has got me thinking. You know, we've we've bigged up George Ford a lot, talking about you know how good he is on front foot. I mean, I I went through a whole phase of saying that uh, you know England don't need to solve that problem; they need to solve the problem of making sure they've got front foot ball. But after we've seen, that's not always uh, as simple as as you'd like it to be. Um, and you do need the flexibility you know, in the back line to, to be able to react and adapt to whatever's going on. And George Ford can't. So I think George Ford, I think everyone knows George Ford's game plan. Uh, I, I think his his quality with front football means that it doesn't matter if you know it. He's good enough to, to yeah. for you not to be able to do anything about it. But the answer is don't give him front football. And then you kind of negate his his the benefits of having him on the pitch. Um, and I think that's the big difference here is that, you know, Sips will see, you know, we'll find ourselves in a situation where things aren't going to plan. He'll be able to create something, be able to create something from nothing. Well, he's more capable of yeah, doing that. Let's, let's I mean. put it that way. Um, um, I think we need to be careful not to put it all on his shoulders because I think our forwards need a massive performance. Oh, 100%. But, but again, I think, yeah, the the discipline... If we can get that right, I, I mean, I, if the discipline had been right, we'd have won the first test. I, I you know, if the discipline had been, had been right, I think we'd have probably would have won the second test. So, I really do think that's the the core problem right now. Um, it's been identified by Eddie. It's been identified by the players. It's been identified by the world's media, and obviously, more importantly, it's been identified by us. Um, but well, yeah, exactly. We we nailed it early on. But here's my issue: it's been it's been identified. Six, seven. Oh, games I know, ago. I know, I know. So, so that that's that's a problem in itself. Is if it, if everyone is aware of it, why why is it why are you still doing it? Yeah, it's, that that will anger me if they do stupid things today. So we yeah we need to see we need to see them not to do that. Um, oh, and and, and I, part of me just wishes we'd taken our first team, and I say that like like I'm blaming the players. So, so, so I'm almost the other way. I'm almost the other way. I'm like, I wish we'd rested Mako, Owen, Marrow. Yeah, it's just frustrating when you're not winning, isn't it? <laughs> mm. Yeah, of course, mate. Of course it is. And the problem is, like, we are, and, and we make no apologies for this whatsoever, we are hugely biased and we will do whatever we can to try and defend England rugby. But we are second-guessing it yeah. because it hasn't been... And, and Eddie... Don't if we're second guessing it, that's not cool. So well, exactly. Um, I mean, actually, yeah. We, as Dan said, we are hugely biased. We make no bones about it. Um, and actually, as Wade described us, we are we're we're, we're cheerleaders. It's a, this is a cheerleading podcast about the England team, um, and I'm okay with being described that way. I, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm 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 all right with that. I I, I don't wait, dude. Respond to us. Come on, our pod. I, I, yeah, I think you fundamentally misunderstand what we're trying to do here. But hey, look, it'd be a good chat. Um, our, our goal is to raise that one star. Um, clearly, you yeah, still yeah. enjoy listening uh, enough that you listen to the entire episode and then comment on it. So, you know, let's get you, let's get you listening more regularly. Let's get you enjoying listening. And you know, the fact is, if you're going to keep tuning in, you might as well give us five stars. Oh, I know exactly what it is. He just. We're his heroes. He wants to meet us. Ah, uh, so the so one star is to goad uh, us. It's to goad yeah. us into bringing him on. 
Oh, wait, we've, wait, we're happy we've, to do We've give worked you, a bit you out, mate. We've worked you out. So, yeah, get in touch. Uh, email is probably the easiest uh, englandrugbypod at gmail.com, or you can get in touch with us on Twitter at englandrugbypod. We're on Facebook as well. As I say, every week there is a website. Haven't been on it for a while www.englandrugbypod.com um, and guys yeah keep keep the keep all the sort of the comments and opinions and things coming because it's really interesting and, and it's quite nice to have those um, to kind of to, to let us know that, you know the stuff that you're interested in and, and the questions that you have so we can respond to them in future episodes and obviously you know following this game today uh, we've got a bit of a break until the next uh, to the next game so we need to start getting some uh, some ideas for what you want to hear about in the interim so keep your comments coming keep listening uh, we're obviously going to go now we're going to leave you with the anthems as always uh, and by the miracles of media we'll be back in two minutes but uh, it'll actually be half time so we will see you then and hopefully we're going to be celebrating uh, I say this every week but not not commiserating I've had enough of it Cool. Thanks soon, guys. Hey guys, okay, so that's half time. Uh, Dan, what are, what are our thoughts? Hey, that, that three points at the end was such a shame. Yeah, um, I'm not too worried about the scoreline. Um, I think, you know, we we were talking before about, um, you know, wanting, obviously, you, you know, you're saying the win's the most important thing. Um, I was saying a performance is the most important thing. Seeing them out there and seeing the conditions, you know, a performance is relative. We're not going to see, you know, Five six tries. Um, it's yeah, just, it's just not the day for it. I think uh, the performance today is all about discipline. I mean, I know we've said that before, but it's so important today. And so far, uh, it doesn't seem as bad. Obviously, <laughs> slightly negated by that penalty right at the end there. Um, yeah, did you see what happened? I didn't. I but I think I think I heard them say someone went on the floor, but I didn't actually see I, how it happened. And- I think it's it's a difficult one, isn't it? The way the way we're going to have to judge this one is is was it was it you know was it on the floor because of just because stupid in this ill discipline or or was it because the conditions are so bad that he couldn't keep on his feet? Some of those we're going to have to forgive. It's going to happen on both sides at the moment. It's happening more to South Africa, which is great for England. Yeah, I think I think so. Overall, yeah, exactly. So yeah, we need to bear in mind that they're going to be knock ons. They're going to. I think the thing that's bugged me, not bugged me, that's too far, but there's a couple of times where I think we've loose. We could have, I know Marrow once like, tried to do an offload near our own, you know, try line. And it's just like, take that in. It's an offload to launch where he's not going to suddenly run the length of the pitch. Yeah. Just take that in, tidy it up. Overall, I think we're doing quite well with that. Like, like you said in our text group, uh, Curry's all over the place. He's working really hard. Yeah, um, he's looking. He's looking good. I mean, there's been a lot of chats in there about how he just hasn't quite sort of stepped up to the the plate. Um, I feel like he's 
aware that uh, eyes are on him and and yeah he's, he's looking much better today um i don't know maybe it's maybe it's one of those days where we're just going to see more from the workhorses horses <laughs> the workhorses um and he's what clearly one of them you know he's looking good uh, you know credit where it's due um uh, rob shaw's looking good today um mike yeah, brown so despite fun. despite a couple of those um a couple of knock-ons that we've kind of said you got to forgive uh, although Knock, knocking it on when you're just kind of running an open play. I feel like the knock-on can happen when the ball lands in your hands, uh, <laughs> not so much when you're yeah, just mid-run. I mean, that was unlucky. That was a hand, but sort of knocked, knocked it as well. And, it, hey, look, it's definitely very slippy out there. Yeah, yeah, without um, a doubt. Uh, but, you know, they're looking they're looking good. Johnny May's having a great game, you know, do, do, you know, putting in a lot of effort. He's all over the park. I mean, that, you know... He really, yeah. Very Johnny May-esque to do it, but, you know, picking the ball up on one side of the pitch on your own try line, running to the other side of the pitch on your own try line to create the space to clear your lines and get them back out of your 22, you know, that's brilliant uh, on a day like today. Uh, because what we don't want is situations where, you know, it's all about the forwards being able to sort of just move the ball a couple of metres in order to score. We need to keep them out wide. Uh, sorry, we need to keep them well out of our 22 because that way it's highly unlikely that fancy tries are going to get run in. Um, and then it's about the discipline uh, and, yeah. and taking our it, points when awesome. the opportunity presents, which is what we've been doing. Um, I think that one that one call where Elliot Daly kicked it and didn't make touch, um, I think it was the right call. I, 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 I got the yeah, impression... The kick was just a bit hard. I got I the, yeah, exactly that. So although it was in range, I guess, you know, if the ground's a bit soft, you, the placement of your, of your uh, the non-kicking foot, things like that, if you're thinking, I'm just not feeling it for a long kick, then... You know, don't waste, don't waste an opportunity if you don't really think you can get the points. Yeah, it, I, no, I agree. It was, it was right call. It was poor execution. Yeah. What we need to, what we need to bear in mind, and this is something where we've messed up quite a lot over the last six months, is they are looking to counter ruck us. Now, England have a habit of not committing men to a ruck. Yeah. We need to secure our own ball first and foremost. And actually, since that one incident where we were just sort of texting each other, it does seem to be a bit better. But there have been a few times where, you know, it's also been a bit lucky, as in South Africa have looked to counter It's just slowed down the ball a bit. So Ben Young's has had to take it walking backwards. We need to really secure those rucks and make sure we're getting good ball. Because um, Cipri- Cipriani hasn't, I mean, he's not had a bad game, he's not had a good game, but he's not really had the opportunity. Well, this was what we this is this was the worry. This is what we said is that you know conditions are not going to be right to give him the opportunity to to kind of do the 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 stuff that he does. However, I think on the few occasions when the balls come wide, particularly when England was slight on the back foot, whether that be through a turnover suddenly in possession of the ball or whether it be that uh, you know it's been sort of flung out um you know out of desperation almost he seems to have have quite a kind of clear head on him at the moment he you know he knows what he wants yeah. to do and he's and he's executing and he's getting the ball wide but a couple of uh, nice little runs a couple of nice little passes he's had not a chance to do very much yet i don't think um no, so i really he's hope not that, he's not doing it wrong yes i i think so i think uh, happy with how that's going so far um you know i just hope he gets the opportunity to to really stamp a pretty stamp on on the on the shirt because it would be a real shame if they come away from this um, and he's kind of forgotten about, uh, which I thought was a bit harsh of uh, Stuart Barnes to say in uh, in his little interview before the match. He basically said, this is, you know, Danny Cipriani's only shot. Either he becomes England's new fly half or he'll disappear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's the one. The other thing, I, 
I sort of heard, I mean, I, I don't think that's necessarily even wrong, though, because we know what Eddie can be like. Like with players, he can get rid of. But the other thing that I may have misheard this, but I'm sure I heard the commentators say, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but Jamie George has really made that shirt his own over over the three matches. Uh, I'm not convinced that that's true. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. uh, I'm not convinced it's true, but I may have misheard. I may not have got that, but I'm sure that's what they said. If anyone heard that, let us know. Yeah, yeah, please do. Um, okay, another question for you. Is uh, is Nathan Hughes breathing helium? Uh, oh, very nice. What, what's How long have on? you been thinking of that one? Mate, that was... so. Not just Vafter Clerk knows. either. I'm not just talking about Vafter Clerk. Like, you know, you get in the right position, low centre of gravity, little guy can do that. You know, pick up one leg of a, of a big guy and, and he's going to be hopping around. But just every time he seems to go into contact, he's getting smashed. And it's not the first well, I... time we've seen it. So I thought after that Fafter Clerk one, his contacts were a bit better. Yeah, because... a couple, yeah, a little bit better, but still, he's he's. I, I think he. The thing is, he's in there to smash through people. In my opinion, yeah. that's what he's doing on the pitch. Yeah, but the Fafter Clerk people. But I actually think that's really good that happened. In the back of his head, he's thinking, "I'm never going to hear the fucking end of this. Yeah. I need to now go and smash some people." And I think that's going to be in his head because he knows that. That's not going to be, he's not going to be allowed to forget that. Um, Henry Slade. Sorry, I'm, I'm still watching the screen as well. Time, time, to, time to make a change. Yeah, it's, it's unfortunate. We, we, as, as Coop it, said as well, is it very good for club, not quite for country. Well, I mean, that, but that's, you know, there's, there's a lot of people playing in the Premiership and all over the world who are very good for their clubs that don't get selected for their country. You know, Henry Slade hasn't stepped up on any, in any of the test matches. And I just yeah. think if you're going to play at 13, um, and not miss. Not, it's not even missing tackles. It's just getting knocked off. It's you know. It's, it's tackling's poor. It's a very hard position is poor. to defend. Thirteen um, is very hard to defend. What when the guy um, runs straight into you? Yeah, no, I, I know what you mean. But you're you're constantly moving about. You do have a wide area where I think he's where I think he struggles at international. He's not quite quick enough. Whereas a Jonathan Joseph has that bit more pace yeah. to help get him into position that bit quicker. Lozowski's on the bench, right? Or Lozowski? Uh, I believe so. So let's, uh, let's... No, 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 he's not. Who's on the bench? Oh, we don't have... Oh, no, we don't have... There, there were two backs, weren't there? I think it was... Um, I think it was Spencer and Solomona. Earl. Solomona? I thought it was Earl. It could be Solomona, but yeah, no, Lozowski's not. No, right. Lozowski would have... So I would, I would be thinking... Oh, what would I be thinking? Oh, it's a difficult one. So now I'm now thinking that if he can't if he can't sort this out, the only option is going to be Daly to thirteen, Brown to fifteen, Solomona on the wing. I don't think Eddie will do it. So he's going to leave on a potentially a player who's playing playing badly and has the potential to to leave you know give the opposition the opportunity you know, chances to score. I'm not, I'm not saying it's the right call. I just don't think he will do it. I think he. Would... Well, I mean, I I mean, that, that, that's the only way he can replace his centres, really. Yeah, who? Because well, yeah, uh, Johnny Mack can't play centre. <laughs> Mike Brown can't play centre. Yeah, you'd need to. You either put Daly or Brown at outside centre. No, you, you'd need to do Daly. I think da- Daly. Like, that right, may right. happen. That would be interesting. I'd like to see that. Yeah, well, it would. It would certainly give us the opportunity. To, yeah, we talked about wanting to see him at thirteen, uh, even if it's not a permanent thing. Um, 
but that that I, that's the only that's the only way I can see replacing him. That's the only way they could do it. So, and, you know what? I or think Sam Simmons. Africa. Sam Simmons on the, at centre. He's got the pace. I, I think at thirteen. He he's not slow, but I think they'll find out because you know what? I think South Africa now have realised that. And Henry Slade isn't slow. That, that's not. But I think they've realised that that is a good place for them to attack. They've got that bit more pace. They've got some. It's not even the pace yeah. side of it. It's it's for me. It's everything. He's it's he's out of position. He he's he's defensively a bit weak. He's attacking. You know, he's not looked great. Um, just not feeling it. And it's not that it's you know it's not like I'm saying oh you know give the guy a chance. He's had half a game of rugby. He's had two and a half test matches plus whatever he's played prior to that. In in my opinion, he's yeah. he's never played well for England. So, um, yeah, I don't think it's a major. I'm not, I'm not sure we'll send of, him to the killer team just yet, but well, you know. Well, I, 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 it's not about saying you never get another shot, but I think there's already a queue of people ahead of him. I, I may, I, so I, agree. I don't see the value of having him involved. Yeah, I, I don't. But Eddie, do you, do you remember in that interview? Eddie said Port Slade had done really well, didn't he? Well, maybe though Eddie's complimenting all the players that did badly because he, he's, <laughs> he's trying to trying to cover his bases. Who knows? But uh, anyway, I mean, so ultimately, sum, summarise the first half. Uh, are we happy with where we are? I know the, the score is only three points in it. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think we are. So summarise oh. my my summary of the first half is it's it's better discipline. We we are looking more. It, although I'm contradicting myself because it is loose, but that's due to conditions. Yeah. Overall, we look more controlled. It seems like we have more of a game plan. And, you know, as much as anything, two of the things that have been very poor have been discipline and defence. Defence still needs to And I think work, focus as well. They seem a lot more focused, even though the ball's spilling around because of the because of the conditions. They just seem a bit more on the ball. They seem a bit more switched on at the moment. Um, yeah. That's, that's the way I'm, I'm seeing it anyway. And I, I just hope that that's something that they continue with. Um, and, you know, I think if an opportunity presents itself... With Johnny May running around like he is, we just need to find a space for him. Yeah, we need to find yeah a space for him. Mike, Mike Brown's quite strong, isn't he? All right, mate. mate. I think he's married. He could be. He could be player of the tour. Hmm. Maybe. On that note, let's uh, let's head back, uh, catch the end of the the end of the halftime chat, if there is any, and uh, and see what happens in the second half. And hopefully, guys, we'll be back shortly. With some good news for a change. Hey guys, uh, well, few. Dan. Mate, you... best team in the world. I can't believe anyone ever doubted that. <laughs> it's ridiculous. We we are now unbeaten till the end of the World Cup. Um, you're, not, you're not weirdly. You're not the first person that I've seen to already suggest that might be what we see. Um, I mean, look. <laughs> to be honest, we 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 have this theory that England are going to win the World Cup in 2019, and I think realistically, if there's any chance of that happening, barring maybe the All Blacks in the autumn, uh, they're going to need to be unbeaten. Uh, well, no, I don't. I don't think they need to be. Well, obviously, they don't actually need to be. They just need to be unbeaten in the World Cup. But um, yeah, 
but forgetting all that, do you know it's, it's you said beforehand that getting the win was the most important thing. I said that the performance was the most important thing, and I think we got a bit of both. Like we were never, we said half time, we were never going to get uh, because of the conditions. It was never going to be you know flair and incredible tries, and uh, you know, despite what we're going to talk about in a bit, um, but they needed to play good rugby. They needed to manage the conditions, um, and they did exactly that. They built their they, score. They, they, yeah. you know, they, 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 the error count completely cut it out. I mean, five penalties in the entire game. I mean, we awesome. people have been screaming at them, saying discipline, discipline, discipline. You know, poor discipline loses matches. Good discipline wins them. And this is just this just proves it. I mean, that that penalty count in tests one and two, I think we've won three nil. Um. Yeah. I mean, South South Africa actually. We're, we're poor on the discipline today. Yeah. Um, I mean, but we did help force it. But so, you, you know, if they had lowered. But I've actually got something to tell you, which uh, the reason I didn't tell you earlier is because, one, I didn't want to give you that much joy. And two, um, I'm just really hard. But just before kickoff, I got stung by a wasp when I was in the Garden of Arch. Now, does that mean that I now have to get stung by a wasp before every England match? Uh, yes. It's like, oh, yes, that's going to get hurt from, from now That's going to get really hurt. Well, I also have a confession to make. Not quite uh, as weird as that one, but um, I I only put... I, my England shirt has been in the cupboard for the last two test matches. I put it back on today. I've worn it... Oh, mate. For every, I've worn it for every Eddie Jones win until the last two test matches, and then I put it back on today. So do I need to make sure I'm always wearing this England shirt? You need to get bitten by a lion and wear an English shirt, yeah. Bitten by a lion, okay. That's weird, but fair, fair <laughs> it's, enough. Uh, mate, it's... Yeah, we gotta, we got to keep the traditions going. Um, but back to match, yeah. Do you know what? I, I really liked it. Like, and you say discipline. And discipline to me isn't just about penalty count. I mean, that's a massive part of it and the main part of it. But it's also about you know, discipline within the game plan, as in people sticking to the game plan, yep. not doing stupid things, not making stupid decisions. And today, I don't think they did. I think Owen Farrell captained very well. They were clinical. They were clinical from the start and, and throughout. And, and there were there were obvious errors, but 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 the error count was low. Um, you know, the individual error count was low, and the conditions were a major factor in that. You know, you're not going to have a game yeah. in those conditions that doesn't have errors. It doesn't matter what team you are. Um, so managing those and limiting them is key, and England managed to do that. Um, it it was so much more mature performance than we've seen from them in a long time. Yeah, well, I think Owen um, Farrell summed it up brilliantly when he was uh, interviewed after the game, and he said, "Look, we didn't panic. You know, we've in the last two tests there have been times when we've panicked, and it's been a little bit like chasing the scoreboard. Um, actually, in this game, we didn't panic. We went out there, we were calm, we had a game plan, we stuck to it, and and you know they were clinical and and." You know they can reap the the rewards now, and sure they lost the tour, um, and lots of people will say, particularly non England fans, will say, "Well, it's a dead rubber," and you know what are they going to learn from that? Um, but the answer is they're going to learn a lot from it because they're going to learn that all this chat about discipline, we keep coming back to that yeah, word, yeah. It, it's not being made up. It's it's true. It's <laughs> you know, real. If, if you stick yeah. to your game plan, if you execute properly, if you don't give away stupid penalties. You win matches and you win them convincingly. You know, you you control the game. It it didn't really feel like the last two games. It's felt uncomfortable watching because you kind of have a sense of what's happening. 
um, you know, apart yeah. from in the first 20 minutes or so. Uh, it never felt like that. It felt a little, much more like the England of old, where you kind of just felt like they're going to do this. They're in control. Yeah, yeah. They'll find a way to do this. And whether it was because Owen Farrell was just regularly putting over his three points or whether it was because of you know, moment. Danny Cipriani, let's talk with Danny Cipriani. You know, he didn't have the best um, kind of opportunity, if you like, because of those conditions. Yeah, he didn't, it, so it wasn't his fault. But he, but he didn't, didn't. But I think you know. And they, they said again. They said it after him. He didn't go out hunting a performance. You know, he didn't go out there no. thinking, "This is my one shot. If I get this wrong, I probably never play for England again." He went out there and just said, "I got a job to do, and I'm going to do it." And as it turns out, that job for the first sixty minutes was a fairly limited one, um, but not not by his own making. You know, when he got the ball, he did. You know, he executed well. He didn't really make any. Huge mistakes. There was that one pass that he fired at um, Tom Curry, which I still don't know whether he was trying to miss him out and Tom Curry got in the way or whether he just put a bit too much on it. Doesn't like Tom Curry. Um, but, you know, that was about it in terms of mistakes. He made his tackles. Uh, but then the moment came. And, and that was what was key. And that was kind of what he was brought in for, wasn't it? The, the ability to create something from not, not so much nothing, because, you know, England were attacking at that point, but just that sort of split second to look up and see an opportunity uh, and and the way that he executed that kick was amazing. Yeah, mate, you're excited. I like it. I am. Um, I am. No, 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 rightly so. So am I. Um, yeah, I and I'm, I'm going to find it hard to justify, but not not justify it. But I, I don't I, I don't necessarily have stuff to back it up. I feel more comfortable with Danny Cipriani at ten than George Ford at ten. Oh, hundred percent. I feel like yeah, I, for, for my. For my liking, yeah, I feel like his defence is solid, is more solid. I feel like it, it just, every time he gets the ball, if there's a bit of space, you're excited, you think something might happen. It reminds me of uh, sort well, of when Jason Robinson used to get the ball. And, and if we think that as the supporters, how, do the, how does the opposition feel? You know, George oh God, Ford yeah. gets the ball, he either puts in a magic pass, which, which we know he can do, or, yeah. or he doesn't. It, there's kind of it, it's it's A or it's B. You know, Danny Cipriani. It's like you just don't know. Um, and I think yeah, ultimately you got to look at it and say, well, look, would George Ford have added anything to that game that Danny Cipriani didn't? I don't think so. Did Danny Cipriani no. add anything that George Ford wouldn't? Probably. Defensively, uh, I think that's not fair. Yeah, the, the, it's not probably not fair to say that the that the kick that George Ford couldn't have done it. Would he have done it? Who knows. I yeah, George George Ford is, is is pretty solid in that. I I think both of them have great vision in attack, but Danny Cipriani, George Ford is very good at executing it by getting others through. He's probably better than Danny Cipriani at that. But Danny Cipriani he can create the gaps himself. Yeah, he can create that, and, that and himself. That's, and that's what we miss with George Ford at ten is that ability yes. to create something from nothing. Well, he, he can to an extent because he can just read the game so well. Um, that he can sort of create it from that perspective, and and you know let, let's not let's not get carried away. It's it's one game. Danny Cipriani still has a lot to do to make that shirt his own, but I hope he's done enough now to be given another chance in I, the next game. I mean, I think Eddie Jones would be mad not to not to start him um, in in November when we play the Springboks again. They, they didn't look, yeah, they didn't look comfortable with him. Like, like you say, when he got the ball, that you could just sense that they were a bit worried. I mean, they said it in the week, and well, 
that's what I mean. Like, they, they, saying, like he's unpredictable yeah. in a way, in a, you know, in a good way. He's unpredictable, and therefore, I, th- I think drift defenses can almost they almost don't need to worry about George Ford. He's not he's not an attacking threat himself. Like he he can put other people, as you said, you know, he he's a, he's a very good attacking player in terms of the spaces he can put people into. But he's not he's not going to be a massive threat with ball in hand like himself. Um, and as a result, he's probably... Certainly not as much as Danny Cipriani. Um, you know, and that's the key. Well, no, I'm going to stick with my opinion uh, that, he's, yeah. that he's, not as, he's, not, he's not a threat. Um, but yeah, so, so I think that on that basis, you know, Cipriani has to get the start. You know, whether George Ford is still involved, whether George Ford's on the bench or whether, whether George Ford comes in for the second game, depending on how things go. Um, but, you know, with New Zealand as game two... I think you have to see if you, if if Danny Cipriani brings something to this England side that George Ford doesn't, and I don't think that he's had that opportunity in this game. So I think you have to see it. So one of the key things I also think that he does, I think he takes a lot of pressure on Rowan Farrell. Oh, massive, he's he's yeah. that bit more mature than George Ford. He takes control of a game in my, in my mind, takes control of a game better than George Ford, manages it, and that frees up Rowan Farrell a bit more. And actually. I think that's really important. Yeah. I think the other interesting thing today, so the game didn't, because the discipline was good, the game didn't require, from an England perspective, a huge amount of leadership uh, in terms of like individual leadership, in terms of the captain, you know, making a stand, talking to the ref, you know, talking to his players, trying to to get the guys to change their mindset. You're trying to kind of G them up when, if they were a bit down, because that didn't happen. I felt like Farrell was able to just focus on his job, and it's and it kind of leads into what I'm going to say next, which is that obviously, you know, is he the future captain? Does Hartley need to come back in, uh, or is there somebody else? Um, and Why should... do you ask me this every week? I've told you who the next captain should be. Who? Launchpad. Yeah, I just I don't know. I think you know he's 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 a good solid player, but is is he a captain? Has he ever been a captain before? He's a, yeah, captain wasps. What like once when someone wasn't available uh, for a season? Why did no, he? Sorry. Why did he stop? Um, because he was shit. No, <laughs> he stopped. <laughs> he stopped because uh, they they were just changing the captain. Yeah, um, year on year. Da- Danny Care captain Harlequins for a year. I think Joe Marler captain Harlequins for a year. He did. Uh, I wouldn't. Yeah, pick, so I wouldn't pick either of them. No, I wouldn't. And 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 do you know what Owen Farrell? Like you say, him as captain is okay when we're winning. When we're losing, it's just adding that just, bit more pressure. I don't pressure. think he's a captain. Like he, he's a leader within the team, but he's not the captain. Um, and I think that he's, he's, he plays better when he doesn't have that added pressure. And I yeah. felt like the, the way that the rest, the, the way that the rest of the team in all twenty-three, well, it wasn't twenty-three in the end, was it? Because um, you know he kept people on, but the way that the guys who, who played today kept their heads. Executed their game plan and and did it, did what they were supposed to do and and the discipline was so much better. I just felt he didn't need to kind of have that extra leadership. He got to just do what he does, you know. Yeah. So I, so what what I what I think something that and today it wasn't that important because of the conditions, but actually with the guys coming back, what I think we've missed this tour is that go forward ball. Um, and now with Billy injured again, like you said, Nathan Hughes wasn't making the cracks. But if you've got a Ben Teo back, a Manu coming in, even a Jonathan Joseph, I think we'll have more go forward ball 
mm-hmm. from a perspective, which then gets us on the front foot a bit more, frees up the likes of Danny Cipriani a bit more. Oh, so I, I think the thing is, we're pretty we're pretty confident in England with front football. Yeah, or very confident. It's yeah. it's it's more about what they do when when it's slightly scrappier or or in defence or. You know, pick, following a turnover. You know, Curry. Curry had a great game today. Um, you know, I don't know how many individual turnovers, but it was a lot. Um, and if England are getting the, that kind of ball, that's not front foot ball. That's that's right now. You, now you've got to react. Now you need the guys that can turn this into an opportunity. Yeah, it's uh, exactly. And and actually, we we haven't. And I said use we as in England rugby haven't yet answered how are we going to solve when we're not on the front foot when not even not on the front foot but when we're you know going through adversity on the pitch if we're down by some point well i think the we big haven't ones, yet i was gonna say the big ones back, the backpedaling you know when 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 a team is doing to us what south africa did in the first test you know at pace uh, and forcing us backwards that's where they need to you know it's obviously today was a lot slower because of the conditions yeah, um, what and they haven't been tested on is yeah, what how, how to whether or not their discipline can be maintained when they're under a lot of pressure. Yeah, exactly, and and it's good because there were still points today a few times which did annoy me when we didn't commit enough men to ruck and we got turned over, and it's like guys, they're doing it all the time. Why are we not getting this? Well, I think it was, um, was it Ben Youngs that said. Um, that, that there was only Tom Curry and Chris Robshaw who were kind of given license to go after the ball, and the rest, you know, were able to leave the ruck alone and line up like it was a game plan. Yeah, I, I didn't, I, I didn't understand. So I, I remember even when we had the ball, there was once where it, came, I, I can't remember where it came off, and it went to I don't know Launchbury, I think it was, and Harry Williams was the only one there with yeah. him, and we got turned over, and it's like guys, let's secure the ball first. Let's not, um, you know, let's let, let's not just put one or two in because that's what happens in the Premiership. And, you know, people don't counter up so much in the Premiership, whereas at International they do. And we've been caught out quite a few times at that. So I hope that is sinking in. Oh, well, absolutely. Um, Chris Robshaw. Obviously, we've we've written him off. And then, and then we've talked him up. And then we've written him off. And we've talked him up. Um, I thought he played really well today. Yeah, but... Yeah, I agree. Uh, I do think but, that mate, we, we th- change our minds daily. So yeah, which good. which we're which we're obliged to do. Um, but you know, yeah. Eddie Jones. You know, uh, he was asked after the game about players that were players that had kind of really stood up on this tour, um, and and ones that maybe who ha- who hadn't. And the only two names that he actually named were the the Vunapola brothers. So you know that what he's standing up, huh? What he said, they stood up on this tour. Yeah, well, not so much I, I they stood up on this tour, which, which surprised me because I didn't think Mac had been great. But um, but yeah. more just just the, the, the he he highlighted their importance in the England setup. So clearly, his number eight is Billy Vunapola. Doesn't matter how many times he gets injured. Um, Mako is clearly, you know, a key a key member of his of his front row. Um, so in the back row, if you're assuming fit, Billy's obviously your number eight. Curry yeah. looks like he's put his name on the back of that seven shirt. He's, he's certainly, I've, I think he's certainly the holder of it for now. Yeah. But I, I, I wouldn't say he's sort of 
you know, he hasn't got a lot in the bank, if you see what I mean. He if, if he keeps his performances like that, he will build it up quickly, though. Absolutely. And, and I think that the thing is, he's the, it's, it's the first time in a long time that, England, that it's felt like England actually have a seven who can, yeah, yeah, who can yeah. go hunting the ball. Because the alternatives to Curry aren't out-and-out sevens. Yeah, he, he looks like a pain in the arse as well, which, which is exactly what you want. want. Exactly what you want. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so he looks like like he might be putting his name on that shirt if, if it's not there already, which leaves, obviously, the number six. Now, you've got Rubshaw with experience. Yeah. But, uh, you know, Wilson came on and, and looked pretty pretty useful. Um, he did, didn't he? He really did. But I think I think that suited, I think that game suited Wilson's style. Maybe, yeah. In you've a open game. Underhill, Simmons, um, the other Curry. <laughs> Um, you know, there's there's quite a few Field. names vying for that number six. Yeah, well, obviously Haskell yeah. still still is a is a possibility. So yeah, there's there's people definitely vying for that shirt. Um, and and let's not forget um, uh, Donny Armand. Well, yeah, but I was thinking more more like uh, Brad Shields. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. No, I yeah I mentioned him a second ago. Yeah, he's he, and he would have played actually if he wasn't ill. Um, but Rob Shaw had a really good game. Yeah, today. he definitely stood up. Nathan Hughes. Yeah. I, I think there's a lot. That's not a positive. <laughs> I, I thought Nathan Hughes uh I, I didn't think he was I didn't think he was that good today. Yeah, I, I I don't think he was brilliant today. He is gonna have the shittest night because I'd imagine all the boys will go out, have a few drinks, come about ten o'clock once they've sunk four or five. They'll all be reenacting how Nathan Hughes got smashed by Trevor Kirk. <laughs> yes, they will. We, we need to be because seeing be exactly someone somewhere needs to be making a video of that and putting it on social media. I need to be seeing that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did Marrow step up today? Uh, he didn't, but it was a controlled performance today, I thought. Did it, um, did it lack enthusiasm? You know, that we've been calling for him to be the Marrow of old, you know, whooping and slapping backs and all that kind of stuff. It, which, still we, we there, which may be intentional. That maybe it may it may well be that he's been lined up for some sort of you know a more senior role within the team, and he's been told actually we want you to just calm that down. I don't know why you would tell him to do that because I think it's a good thing. But he still he, he did it at the end. He does he still do see, seem a little bit just sort of bit bit pissed off, bit fed up, a bit passive. Yeah, just something's just not quite there. I mean, not that I think he played badly. Uh, but I still, I still think there's more to see from him. Um, and what about Jamie George? Because obviously there's been chat about how Jamie George has owned the number two shirt, and you know he's become a starter. And I, I, I hope I, I, I mean I said that. I'm pretty sure I heard that. I hope I didn't make that up. I don't. I think that hooker shirt is still wide open. I, I agree. I, I think, I think Jamie George has been better for England as a finisher than than he's been as a starter on this tour. Yeah. I thought he did all right today, though. He did, he did fine, but still too too many wild lineouts. I mean, how many of those lineouts did we win because we just managed to flick the ball? You know, they weren't. There were a lot of lineouts that we won that weren't controlled. Yeah, um, I know I, it's I not. I know it's not all about the the, the the hooker, but um, I don't know. I just Dylan Hartley. It was always whatever else you thought of him, he was absolutely solid at the lineout. He's way. I, I think Dylan Hartley had the best. Stats in the world for line-out throws at international level. So, yeah, Dylan Hartley's line-out is very, very good. 
Um, and so important, you know, because if you can if you can have a line out that you're you know ninety nine point nine percent sure you're going to win every time. Um, I don't know where that number came from, but that's the one I'm going with. Um, it puts you in a much stronger position in terms of controlling the game, in terms of making decisions like do we go for the corner, do we go for posts, you know, at, at important stages of the game. Um, so it'll be very interesting. I, yeah, it, I'm it, it sure does, that's a good thing. It definitely raises that question again of of whether or not Dylan Hartley's leadership, you know, how important is that to England um, right now, and and how important will it possibly be in the autumn? Because <clears throat> I think that's uh, going to be the the deciding factor. Yeah, I'm so I'm actually, and I, I haven't heard anything at all, and I have no sources, so this is pure speculation. I'm wondering whether Dylan Hartley's concussion is very serious. I mean, he hasn't played since, I think it was the Island match at the Six Nations. This is a long concussion. And when they, when they go on for a long time, it tends to mean that there's problems going on. I mean, Dylan Hartley may, he may not even play rugby again. Let's hope to God he does. Even if it's, even if he doesn't play rugby again, let's hope, let's hope he at least gets the opportunity to make the choice himself. Absolutely. Um, I mean, I think you need to be only making comments like that when you've got some kind of information. Yeah, I, 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 that, that is true. I've just made a massive statement with nothing to back it <laughs> yeah. up. So, so that's yeah. a good point. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, um, just to say, I've got a feeling. I don't know why, but there's something just tells me that he might never, ever play again. Um, no, yeah. yeah, let's just clarify that, there's, that that's off the back of absolutely no... <laughs> No support whatsoever. Maybe he's just old and it takes old people, as we know. <clears throat> My voice is breaking. Um, as we know, um, you know, you, 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 you kind of pass a certain age and everything just hurts more. Mate, don't forget, don't forget, I'm quite psychic. Have I not told you this before? No. Oh, right. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm psychic. So, you know, it, it's, uh, it's one of my visions. What is but about, no, I'm, I'm not even going to keep going down this Dylan Hartley line because do you know what? I hope probably to God it's not true. Best, probably best. Um, so the other thing Eddie said, uh, which I thought was very interesting, and, and and he didn't, he wouldn't have done if pushed, but he wasn't pushed either. He said some players have fallen by the wayside on this tour, and I, the only person I, I wonder whether that's people who didn't play. It might be Henry well, Slade. I was going to say, can can you really say that of guys that you never gave an opportunity to? Well, fought... well, like you pointed out the other day, like you pointed out the other day, we don't know what's happening in training. There could be no, something going no, on there. Right. But 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 I, I don't know. I, I feel like you know he, he was asked. Um, he was asked, "Do you think anyone has kind of really stood up on this tour?" Uh, and he his response was, "You know, absolutely. We've learned a lot about certain players, and others have fallen by the wayside." And I, I just don't think you say that unless there are guys who actually have played who you think, no, this isn't going to work for us anymore. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I agree. I'm and, trying to think. And since, we're, since we're speculating anyway, I'm going to say he's talking about Henry Slade. It, it could well be. Uh, which is a shame because it's not as if you think terrible. He just didn't look comfortable there. I thought, I thought he was distinctly average today and England's worst player on the pitch. Uh, I'll agree. He was England's worst player. It's yeah, it's a tough one. Um, but if he's saying players plural, yeah, well, exactly. Who, who else? Who else is he talking about? Ford? 
Maybe. No. Isn't George Ford the only other person that he's basically dropped? Ah. Uh. He's not talking about George Ford. There's no way he's getting rid of George Ford. He loves George Ford. Uh, well, you know, it's Eddie Jones. I, I think it must. I think it must be players who haven't necessarily played. Yeah, I mean, did you, it must be. I, there's some, none of something therefore that. must have happened in training. Uh, I don't think you make that call off the back of your decision not to play them. Uh, yeah, yeah, quite possibly, quite possibly. But we, what we'll do, we will. Let's let's enjoy this victory today. Well done, boys. Absolutely, it's, it's a, it was what, vitally important just to get get us back in. Like, you know, break, draw a line. Uh, in you know, in the, in the losing streak, you know, they're they, they're now on a winning streak again. It's one, but it's a winning streak nonetheless, and it's the first time they've ever won there. At that stadium, was it? Yeah, that's the first ever win at that stadium by, by an England side. So you know, there, there's a record in there too. <laughs> Just for good for good measure, but yeah, most importantly, it's it's no longer a losing streak; it's now a winning streak, and it's about um, capitalising on that and, and continuing to build on it. And um, that that's and we're what we need to, to do. Favourites for the World Cup, absolutely, of course. We're well, we're going to win, aren't we? Yeah. Um, but I think the key thing here is, you know, stop now screaming about Eddie Jones needs to go, because the thing that yeah. he's been saying since day one is the thing that they finally got right today, and was the reason why they dominated that game. In the end, yeah, um, it's. Do you know what? I, I'm really glad the win. Firstly, I think it just changes dynamics so much, and also it's going to put. It should. It should completely put to bed any Eddie Jones query. And give on on that note, just before we uh, call time on today's episode and go and enjoy it, um, we uh, we we got so caught up in uh, in in our friends' comments. Um, who we don't need to talk about anymore, that I actually missed a couple of others. And obviously we try and get in the habit of reading out everyone's comments and reviews and things. So um, we had from Fulford, Fulford Smith. I don't know whether that's your name or just the, your, your username, but Fulford that's Smith. That's a cool name if it is. Yeah, says, uh, so his, his comment title is, The Haters Have No Idea, five stars. <laughs> Great podcast. and gives an honest and open view of true England fans. Quite funny. We'd like to get more of the general public involved and some pro players calling, etc. All in all, great. Uh, so really appreciate that. And we would also love to get pro players involved. Uh, not sure they would want to come on, but uh, we can, we can always general, reach out. The general and public thing's quite good, though, isn't it? I mean, we, we invited this, this guy, Wade. I, I keep forgetting his name. Wade, name. Wade Ackford. Yeah, yeah. I, I forget. We, we invite him on because it so disagrees with and And actually, that, I think that might be a sign. He may not want to do it. Fair enough, but if not, it might not be a bad idea sometimes to absolutely I sort mean, of reach it, out, have some chats with. Uh, yeah, well, I think if any of you listening would like to, uh, to to come have a chat with us, you know, get in touch with us. You know, email us and let us know what you what you'd like to come on and talk about, and we'll see what we can do. Um, we also yeah had... because go on because we're not pretending we know more than you guys. No, not at all. At all. So 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 you're you know we we'd love to hear your opinions on that because we're you know. As um, sorry, mate. Carry on reading. <laughs> oh, sorry, we've we've had a few others as well. So we also had um, uh, from Crispy Dino, uh, who also gave us five stars. His his title. That I'm guessing isn't a real name. Probably not. Um, but he he, he titles his review hashtag Fuck Wade. Uh, <laughs> he says, "You boys keep you you boys keep doing you. I don't agree with everything you say, but it's still a refreshing take on the English game. You don't start a conversation at the pub to agree with someone every time. 
Uh, absolutely right. You know, that's he's finally somebody gets on. what we're get, about. Gets what this is meant to be all about. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah. Oh, cool. Thanks a lot for that. Appreciate that. And then finally, uh, from Ollie calls himself Ollie hashtag eight. Uh, always listening, five stars. Uh, without a doubt, the best rugby podcast out. This sounds like we've written it. We genuinely haven't, uh, but it's probably a friend. Uh, without a doubt, the best rugby podcast out there for English rugby. Love the faith in the team and the prospects for the World Cup. Listen on my way to and from work. Makes my commute seem a little shorter. It's not too professional, and the banter included lightens the episodes up a great deal. Don't listen if you're a pessimistic, narrow-minded, so-called patriot. Cough, Wade Ackford. Cough. Love the work, guys. <laughs> Uh, so we appreciate Holly, the Holly support. Friend, best friend. Uh, yeah, uh, Wade. This is this is just what other people are saying. Obviously, we, the, the the invitation to come on and um, and and share your views still remains. Um, but uh, but yeah, like we said, guys. Anyone else who who fancies coming on and having a chat, just uh, reach out to us. Um, as I said before, uh, you can catch up on Wade's latest ramblings by heading over to iTunes and. Uh, and reading all all the reviews, and obviously, if you're going to go as far as to go there to read it while you're there, drop us a five star review yourself. Um, and I'm I'm not I'm not going to I'm not necessarily sticking up for my I maybe am a little bit here, but actually, wage wage views are not ridiculous. They are quite they're quite knowledgeable views. He does know his rugby clearly, so it is interesting to his take by against our take. I mean, he's wrong, but you know, <laughs> I was going to say just... I, I thought you I thought you were going to miss the key point there, but. Yeah, um, but but they're not. You, you know, I I understand where he's coming from. Um, but yeah, so guys, get in touch with us at England Rugby Pod on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, England Rugby Pod at gmail dot com if you want to email us, um, which we'd love you to do, especially if you want to come on. But um, uh, get, get in, like, let us know what you wanted to talk about in upcoming episodes. We've obviously got um, five months or four and a half months or something till the till the autumn internationals begin. So we need to come up with good content that you guys want to listen to. Um, during that time uh, so any questions that you have they're always good for to give us something to to discuss um, but also yeah any any stories you want to share and like it's like, like we said if if you want to come on and have a chat with us about anything in particular get in touch let us know what and we'll uh, we'll schedule something in because um, we really want to get you guys uh, involved yeah yeah absolutely that, that's not because there are logistics to it as well um so we will absolutely do our best to sort of you know if you guys are really keen please you know like, like Andy says, drop us an email. Let us know what, what, what about, and you know whether it agrees with us, disagrees with us, whatever. That's cool. Um, and I'm just repeating what you said. You are, you are. It's uh, <laughs> yeah, in case anyone awesome. missed it the first time. It saves them, uh, saves, saves, them having, saves them having to rewind. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, on that note, guys, uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Uh, enjoy this result. Um, breathe a sigh of relief. And we will catch you uh, in the week for a bit of a roundup. Um, where, and we'll have a think in the meantime about um, what the schedule is going to look like for the next few months. So thanks for listening, guys, and take care.